This is AgriPulse Drive Time, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers and its national grassroots campaign, I Make America. Well, lots of sunshine and a cool northerly breeze today here in Boone, Iowa, on day two of the Farm Progress Show, and a visit by Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue. On stage and with reporters, Ag Secretary Perdue confirmed a conversation with President Trump and a request from the Commander-in-Chief to meet with EPA leadership and announce a decision on selling E-15 year-round. The President called me this morning and said, let's get it done. He wants to get that done, so uh, hopefully we can, uh, he'll have an announcement, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. I know it's in his heart. We've just got to balance it out and talk with our uh, corn constituency, our corn growers, and our ethanol community about uh, what is the balance with the refineries. He's uh, He needs to... Uh, have something that he can uh, demonstrate to them as well. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds was also at the show today and says that announcement can't come soon enough. It should happen tomorrow and that's exactly what I told the president last time we had him in the state and it's the same thing I said to Vice President Pence when he was running for office he promised uh, you know our ethanol producers uh, that they, he would support uh, renewable fuels and ethanol and biodiesel and I believe he does when I had a conversation with him he knows it's the right thing to do so they just they need to do it. They need to get it done. It would infuse some optimism and certainty into the market. It could have a potential 50 cents a bushel overnight. And, I mean, that's the kind of impact that could start to make a difference. Well, speaking of ethanol and driving, NASCAR driver Clint Boyer was at the show today. Boyer's car will feature the DeKalb logo when he takes to the track in Kansas City in October. He says it is exciting for a farm boy to drive a car sponsored by corn with ethanol in the tank. Well, obviously that green initiative was a big part of, um, you know, what we have going on in NASCAR all across the board. And certainly ethanol in the tanks of every race car in NASCAR is a big thing and a big motive for us. On trade, Secretary Purdue was asked for insight today on when the trade war with China might finally be over. Unfortunately, that's up to China. Uh, we felt like they unfairly retaliated against uh, our efforts there. They've been, uh, again, barring our crops, such as corn and others, for years over uh, non-scientific methods. And so the president has called their hand on it, uh, even their theft of intellectual property. So uh, we're very hopeful our friends to the north, our Canadian friends, will come along very quickly to restore a renewed NAFTA. And then we believe we can have some progress with the EU as well as Japan. And then I'm hoping that China sees the light of day that uh, they need the United States producer and will need it to feed the growing population. Secretary Purdue said he is pleased with the Mexican trade agreement this week and he's hoping for more good news on trade. We hope that it will lead to a totally renewed uh, NAFTA between the three countries if Canada comes along. We think, again, Mexico uh, uh, got many things. Again, a a, a renewed promise over uh, zero tariffs going forward is important for both Mexico and Canada. We know that the Mexican market is important for U.S. producers, but certainly the U.S. has been very important for Mexican producers. That's the essence of trade, and we're very happy about that. I spoke with the Secretary and asked if there could be a trade deal with Canada that doesn't bring change to their dairy program. The President's been pretty firm on this, as you've known. He's talked about the 250 to 300% tariffs there. We're not asking Canada to do away totally with their supply management system, but if they're going to continue it, we want them to manage the supply. And that's essentially what happened when they started dumping this Class 7 milk on the international market to depress prices internationally. That helps our farmers and our dairymen. And put, it put a lot of pressure on there and a lot of stress price-wise across the country overall. So 
I'm hopeful from the news earlier this morning and from talking with Ambassador Lighthizer yesterday that we're going to get a good agreement for agriculture with Canada. Well, in other news, there's been plenty of discussion in the industry on the disparity of financial assistance between commodities and the trade assistance package. Secretary Purdue said the USDA continues to evaluate losses from the Trump trade agenda and also said any future announcement would be based solely on market losses from trade. Going forward, it's based on uh, what is the trade damage, tariff damage actually calculated. That's why you see the difference between the soybean award and the corn award because of the tariff damage. We had to calculate this in a legal fashion where we could defend it before the WTO courts. And finally, AgriPulse editor Sarah Wyatt met with Bayer Crop Science Chief Operating Officer Brett Begeman. One of the topics was reaction to the California court case involving glyphosate and a possible link to cancer. Begeman says Bayer will stand by and defend science. First of all, one court case in California does not change 40 years of use and 800 studies with regulatory agencies around the world. Um, There's only one group uh, in uh, Europe that has drawn a conclusion that there might be an association with cancer. All the rest of them have said that there is no association with glyphosate and cancer, and that's what those 800 studies have said uh, over and over again. Uh, and recently, the, the big study by, funded by the NIH in the United States with 50,000 growers from Iowa and North Carolina looking at use over 20 years with them and their family and no correlation whatsoever. Uh, so that one court case doesn't change the science. The science is really, really clear. Um, and we'll pursue uh, all of the uh, steps that are available to us through, through the process uh, to ensure that farmers continue to have access to one of the most important tools they have in agriculture. Well, AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers and its national grassroots campaign, I Make America. Here's Spencer Chase. We're joined today by John Lagerman with John Deere. And, John, a lot of people interested in the renewable fuel standard. Can you tell me why equipment companies are interested in the RFS? Yeah, I think the way we look at it, uh, we look at it from a, a producer perspective, and really it's about demand. You know, it's about it's about demand for their product, and we think the the RFS is a is a good opportunity from a demand perspective, and that's that's why we're supportive of it from a from an AEM perspective. Well, be sure and visit AgriPulse.com for our exclusive coverage of the Farm Progress Show and the latest news from Capitol Hill. For AgriPulse Drive Time, I'm Jeff Daly.